2: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. A sidekick psychic Josh Landy is opposite. I am.
0: Thank you to all of those who deputized for yeah, we Alan great Algar. gang last week. I heard you said he did one of the greatest menus ever seen in this podcast environment.
2: Alan's menu, like Alan Algar, a regular on this podcast, betting guru, etc and um regular guest. Did this Unbelievable menu! I haven't which seen it. Put yours to shame, frankly, Josh. I mean, your menus are great. Don't get me wrong. I N- value all your hard not work. Not what they used to be, but his one was spectacular. I should have kept it for posterity. I should have framed it. Um, but you've done a good one for this week, so I think
0: Just you're back. A few notes. Well, this, in some ways, this week writes itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, pretty we've much. Got transfer situations. Oh. Got the game.
2: Yeah. And we're joined by Ollie Shorts, former staunch. <laughs> um, it's still staunch. Well, is Regular your, guests. Is this it's,
0: your first appearance as a father? Yes. Oh, absolutely, yeah, Welcome. Yeah. So that's first, been a game changer. How yeah, old is your offspring? Yeah, she
1: is just over six months. Yeah. And last night was her first night away from us in our room. I was a big advocate for it happening a while ago, <laughs> but my wife was adamant she must be next to us until six months.
2: Is she, what's her name? Mazuta Ozil? No, she's
1: Unairi. Unairi. We wanted to go for something quirky. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Ella. Ella Monday to Sunday.
0: Raul.: Ra- <laughs> Um There's not even a former Arsenal link to Ella, is there? I um, can't no. think of one off the top of my head. But um, it's great to have you back yeah. on. Oh, I, after I, it, after nearly a year away I worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Morning. You said October last October twenty eighteen, your last appearance on the podcast. That's one thing the spreadsheet tells us. Oh good, good glad a you got particular that spreadsheet. spreadsheet. And
2: how and still in the chocolate business? Still in the chocolate
1: business. Well Ollie has actually Ollie <laughs> has
0: walked in today with a lanyard. <laughs> oh he's obviously been at the Speciality Fine Food Fair, which is taking place over um, the first and second of September. And the third. Uh, <laughs> Mr Oliver Shaw, director of Seed and Bean Chocolates. But you have failed to bring any chocolate to us to enjoy during this podcast. No, I don't
1: think any of you need it.
0: Right. Uh, fair comment. Leon, fair who's enough. here, <laughs> no, enjoying, I mean, he'd that... probably enjoyed a bit of chocolate. He? No, no he's got his sandwich, he's nonsense. got his full fat Coke, he's happy. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Boy, were you, you were there yesterday, I Of assumed? course. Yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't. but you're you I were. was there. No, I was oh, there. I, I got back uh, very late Saturday evening from, oh, uh, from being away. From so so I, I was very much there in Block 12, at the back of Block 12 yesterday. Um, yeah, enjoy it. I got to the ground really early as well, which was a nice novelty. Usually I feel like I'm just... There's been a lot of queuing problems this year. Yeah, Certainly in the games. Yeah. If people have been coming at 4.15, 4.20, 10 minutes before the game. So I thought, no, no, not taking a risk on Derby Day. I'm getting there for a nice 4 nice. o'clock outside the I ground. I had a beer. I,
1: you, I actually, in the ground. In the ground, I had a, a can beer. A Camden. I had a Camden house. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of Camden, so I was very happy. And I just got in there so early... Um, I had a beer. Couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, nice. Nice to say something. Because they, they make a big effort at Tottenham's new Have You've seen all of those videos to get people in the grounds earlier and stay off? Yeah, after. but that's because... And it's f- just not happening in the same way at Arsenal. Yeah. They're trying to do whatever they can now. Yeah. And there's more places, I think, to dispense this beer than there were previously. I've certainly noticed a lot more areas yeah. to go and get a beer before the game. I'm sorry. So- we've been
1: to, to White Hart Lane <laughs> many, many times in, in our lives and there was absolutely nowhere to eat around that stadium. They needed... Everything they could do to get the punter through the door early. We, we've got Islington, literally, yeah. we're next well, door. Yeah. Boy,
0: Boy did lose his restaurant of choice recently. But there are many sorry, others. Yeah,
2: yeah, the great, um, what's it called? I keep forgetting what it's called on Islington Green. I mean, that's partly why it's closed down because I keep forgetting what the hell it's called. Um, what was your
0: pre-match this week, or did you just bowl up? At... I bowled
2: up about 4.15, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was fairly... 4.30 it was fairly...
1: kick-offs are the worst
2: Yeah, kick-offs. it's not good, is it? It's,
1: you can't have lunch, you can't have dinner. Exactly. It's, it's terrible. Yeah,
2: and in fact, the, the people I was sat with, because um, all my gang's away, they're all, you know, like Government. TV... Yeah, they're all TV industry people. TV industry people take the whole of August off, basically. Yeah. And they don't get back till early September. There's nothing happening. Yet. Half the media is that way, in fact. Yeah. Um, I'm, sta- I'm a staunch worker. I work throughout. Sure. But, um, so friend, a lovely friend of, um, our Dermot's called Caroline was there with her, uh, lovely son, 11-year-old son. And, um, why am I getting this? Oh, yeah, because, um, uh... They hadn't. They didn't know. They hadn't eaten. They hadn't had lunch, so, and it was like we were. In, they were in that. So there a lot of crisps were consumed. Um, I was like, "Shall I have this beetroot veggie burger? Dirty beet you still not burger? had it yet. Still haven't had it yet. Eleven okay. fifty. Um, no, I'm not spending eleven fifty on this slightly unappetizing looking burger. The so yeah, you're kind of hungry. Burger. Yeah, well, it's it's a difficult to kick off time, as as per your point. Ollie, it's
0: four thirty. But well, anyway, we're uh, going to have a lot uh, of these Sundays, aren't we? Oh, with God. the Europa League uh, again, Yeah. So. Well, so
2: one of our Europa games is taking place on a Wednesday. Yeah. Which goes so against the whole Thursday night. Um... Ollie,
0: Ollie has declared himself out of going on any of these trips to Europe. But I was discussing with a few friends about possibly making a trip.
1: Please don't go, Josh.
0: And you could just see that there's people who don't. don't well, do no, I'm, I'm probably not going. I'm, oh. I might sign near the time. But it's Why yeah, are you so against for- going? Apart
2: from the obvious fact that it, you're going away on a Thursday to some obscure location.
1: I, I just... You know what? The Europa League was... F- I, don't, <laughs> it's, I, don't, I don't know if I can use the word fun, are but... Are still it-
0: getting over Baku? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> serious. I am. <laughs> well, that is enough. genuinely... In the back yeah. of my mind, I'm thinking, I spent a disgusting amount of money on 14 hours in Baku that, in a way... Well, first
1: of all, that was ridiculous during the day trip, but that's by the by... Um, am I over Baku? I, you can never be over Baku um, when you lose four-one <laughs> <laughs> after going there. But I did have a wonderful time. Um, I just the Europa League w- was kind of fun. It was these weird random teams, and we were, you know, we were getting to semi-finals and finals. I'm going full disclosure, I have booked my flights to Gdansk. Um, so, you booked
0: your flights now for the final of this year's Europa League? At full disclosure, a- absolutely.
1: I'm not going on through- a budget airline. Yes, that's amazing. How much so does that, for- that cost you? <laughs> Um, it costs £140.
0: You spent £140 <laughs> on a punt,
2: But that's kind of genius, wow. isn't it? Because, I guess, are you gonna, so if we don't get to the final, are you going to sell it, can you sell it on, or do you well, just have course, a nice trip to course Gdansk? Of you can't,
0: you're not getting the money back. Just bear in mind, this is Gdansk in Poland. We're not talking Baku again. Okay, first of all, if you looked at the... Oh, I can't
1: believe we're talking about this after a 2-2 derby, but, um, I mean, I the, the, was... the Europa League, for me... It, it was fun, we did Lisbon the, the season before, there was that German side, I didn't go, I wasn't watching cricket in Australia, but I know that you, you I think the, Cologne. Cologne, that was it. Oh yeah, Cologne, yeah. We And I Cologne, just yeah. feel like now, it's just, it's, oh, it, was, it was, it's just, ugh. And
2: I didn't even it's know. It's ugh, but it's you are ugh.
1: committed to going to the final. Of course I'll go to the final, and if there's, we get to the semi-final, that's when it gets a little bit, it's a little bit like the, the Carabao Cup, for me. Right. The early rounds are a little bit meh whatever i'm not going to watch him i may go if it's in there you going to watch them I, if it's an exciting draw but you know and then once you get to the semi finals you're like i'll, I'll go
2: Ollie, let a, me say this that, that kind of makes sense i'm with you but when you say you're not you're going to watch the games i mean you're missing out It could be your only chance to keep up with Mustafi's development this yeah. season you're clearly <laughs> not going to get a chance <laughs> in but, the
1: potentially, listen the, the home games are the home games and you go because it's part of your season ticket uh, the away games i may watch victoria on at 4:30 4:50 um, Sorry,
0: 4.50 um, Turn on at 4.30 get 20 minutes of the pre match. Yeah, you know, I just happened to mention that we were playing on a Wednesday. Well, no, it is relevant because, you know, um, last year, like Rosie, my wife, did come with me to the really, Sporting Lisbon, Lisbon game. Lisbon. Thursday to the weekend it was lovely. And, you know, when the draw was made and she looked at it, she was like, Where is this Portuguese team? I said, It's not that far from Porto. And that appeal, she's like, Oh, man. We we'll had go a
1: lovely time in Porto when we went. When we 2010.
0: Lost. Yeah. Sol Campbell scored. Um, His last ever goal for Arsenal. Yeah. So she was thinking, oh, maybe okay. Thursday to yeah. the weekend we'll do that again. But then when it came on a Wednesday, that ruled out that little right. plan. But it is a strange one to yeah, have to go there Wednesday. One. Yeah. there you Does go. Does anyone
2: know why that's happening? There was an article,
0: oh, okay. um, it, which if you give me a I minute, should have done the so, It didn't anyway. explain
1: the reasons why. It just Did said not. It just said they have to, oh. with no explanation.
0: Oh. Well,
2: anyway, more importantly, come on, let's stop putting this off. We've got to discuss a fucking... North <laughs> London Derby. And what is... My take is... I mean, slightly... Not, not so much last week, I was talking about, I was banging on about how the fan base and the pundits and everyone was massively divided about how did we play well or not? Were we tactically stupid or not in the previous game, right? Yeah. Against Liverpool. This time, I feel like there's a general, more of a consensus. I think people are slightly less divided. I still see the odd outlier. Some, some doofus wrote on Twitter about how we still played bad, the football was bad. I'm like, well, I mean,. You could say many things, but I thought in the second half, our football was as great as it's been in recent times. Certainly one of our best 45 minutes in terms of the pure attacking intent and some of the passing moves and some of the attacking was was brilliant, I thought. But generally, I feel like I was relieved that we came back from 2-0 down. Obviously, not great first half, but even then, you know, there were signs. We gave away goals, cretinous defending mistakes, Leno, I totally blame for that goal. I mean, mostly blame for that goal. He could have, he have helped. He could have pushed it... You either push it further or you grab it. So many itself. people to blame for that So it? many... A lot of people to blame. Me, other people to blame as well. Sorry. And not solely to blame. That's entirely wrong. But he, he is... To blame it was an, an error. It. it was an error. And then... That the world's most grotesque bit of penalty conceded. I think
1: he's still sliding in. He's
2: still sliding in. That was so extraordinary. I was sitting there watching it, and um, Caroline, who I was sat with, asked me a question at that point, and I thought, well, I mean, they're kind of attacking our goal, so you know. But I looked over and I answered the question. I looked back, and we conceded a penalty because there was no great threat. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah. It's an unusual one.
0: Sometimes, you know, you concede a penalty and you know, he's, he's gone through and you, you have to make a decision. He's already laid the ball off. He's flying in there dangerously. It was unfathomable what, what was going through his head. And you, I'm sure you've seen the stat that since Granit Xhaka came to Arsenal now, he is the Premier League's record holder in terms yeah. of penalties yeah. conceded.
2: Yeah. And I joked, I think I joked in the last podcast that, you know, if you play him, because I think to the team, let's start, let's start at the beginning team selection,
0: right? Well, you did a tweet, I saw, yeah. demanding five people's inclusion. Uh, yeah. I think you got four.
2: Yeah, I got four. Who, you, who was the first? I wanted to play. I, I, I think I, I feel like the majority of fans, you know, no, who don't, don't necessarily consider ourselves to be experts, but just who would you like to see, what team would you like? I think everyone wanted the front three, yeah. as far as I can make out. Most people wanted the front three. Some Urzil obsessives wanted Urzil to be kind of hovering behind them or whatever. I was happy with Gwendouzi and um, Torreira, I just wanted... I just didn't want Xhaka. I think, I think now the majority of people feel like Xhaka. What the fuck is going on with Xhaka? So I just wanted Ceballos, as I thought someone who could do that job, and sure enough, did come on, not for Xhaka, who <laughs> stayed on the pitch. Unbelievable. So the team selection I was fine with, and then I felt like, actually, Xhaka was such a problem, you know, such a huge, fucking terrible negative, that I felt like, you know, a lot of those of who wanted that team were proved right. What did you feel
1: What, like? what, the, 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 uh, what I can't get around Xhaka is how he gets picked week in, yeah. week out. Before Emery, Wenger, week yeah. in, week out. He'll ne- he's, when's, he, when's someone going to say enough is enough? Similarly mm. to Mustafi, Emery is, you know, was the Europa League final, maybe just before. He said enough is enough. Mustafi's getting nowhere near this squad. When is somebody yeah. going to say enough is enough? We, we, it, it's, you know, that penalty, re- Remarkable. I just, I'm thinking about it now and going through it in my head, like the, what he was thinking, just going yeah. to ground.
2: Do you know, as a team as well, just to, sorry to interrupt, we committed 13 fouls and he, he, he committed six of them. So nearly half of our entire It was foul.
1: amazing yeah. he didn't get a yellow card until the 90th minute. It was minute. extraordinary.
2: And it was very funny watching it on. So I obviously, as I always, I watch it back on Sky. The whole thing. The whole thing. Gary Neville, <laughs> Gary Neville, I fast forwarded a bit through the first half. Yeah. Gary Neville. Um, was absolutely incredulous about, about him. It was just in general about Jacques uh specifically incredulous obviously about all, all the fouls you go it says like commits twenty thirty fouls 50. fifty and then was really funny it became like a joke when he when he did, still wasn't getting booked he got booked in what the ninety
1: second minute yeah. I think I can't it, articulate it was... my, my hate for him <laughs> as a footballer because he gives away the book what do you think it is he boy? makes stupid tackles everything about it. So, here's, someone so what is this, it?
2: I'm, I'm Wenger picked him yeah I'm stealing, religiously. This I'm stealing this theory from someone someone okay. someone saw so someone mention it. On Twitter, maybe in training, he is. So forget, remember, in training, I guess, like you don't often. All, so Mourinho mentioned was the pundit on Sky, and he said, "Oh, I used to get, I used to get them to work out um, possible scenarios, penalty area scenarios, constantly with his defence. So he used to get well, the whole team used to get the whole team to kind of work on not conceding penalties and somehow you know how to do that. I wonder whether we've ever done that, but <laughs> clearly." Xhaka hasn't. So maybe in training, you know, you don't do things like that, Arsenal. Maybe the things that he's asked to do in training would never, never lead to him doing those rash moments where he's suddenly going to concede a penalty. Do you know what I mean? Somehow, maybe somehow, the rashness that we see in the actual game and that when he gets all pent up and all of that... Obviously, you know, it's a completely diff- different situation, isn't it, Chase? training? So maybe in training he's the greatest, Ipper. most reliable, solid midfielder doing whatever the fuck the manager wants. It's hard-working, you know, the... a figure of some kind of authority. But it's just He's captain! Uh, he's captain! So maybe the actuality of the game... Is, and, and he was... Emery was specifically asked about it in, in one, on one of the post-match interviews. They good on the interview. actually said to him, what, you know, what do you think about Xhaka's penalty? You know, it was surely a terrible mistake. And he went, I don't want to talk about negatives. I only want to talk about positives. But... It is mystifying, isn't it?
0: Well, I, I think a lot of former players will, when they, will always have someone they can talk about who was brilliant in training but couldn't do it yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah. But you don't religiously get picked <laughs> if you're not good enough to actually yeah. do it on a Saturday. It's more important. You know. People always talk about Mark Hughes being a, t- a terrible trainer but would be brilliant and score mm. goals on, a, on yeah. a Saturday. And that's why you get picked. So I don't buy that he's like a completely different player in, yeah. in training. I don't think, know, It doesn't he, add up to me.
2: You know, there's a slightly, say the only comparison I was thinking of are oh, other big teams, you know, have, you know, I think most, a lot of teams have their one or two players that most fans don't like in their team. Like, so Liverpool, for example, Henderson, I think was pretty much, you know, the equivalent for them. Like, I, you know, One of my best friends is a big Liverpool fan, and he still doesn't really like Henderson, slightly gets annoyed every time he's picked, thinks that most of the things he does on the pitch are fairly negative, kind of sideways passing, you know. But what he doesn't have and I think that's true, there's a lot of truth to that, but what he doesn't have is the capacity to commit grotesque lunging fouls in the penalty area every single game and get and get and fouls constantly throughout the game. Josh,
1: you've had your phone out on. for a No long I was time. only
0: yeah. I thought Martin Kieran's comments. I don't know if you saw this um, that I'm just taking but um, he's talking about Granite Xhaka. He says he's like a fire engine that turns up and discovers the house has already burned down. <laughs> he's that late. He does more damage than good when it comes to tackling. No wonder Wenger told him to stop trying. I suspect Xhaka may be on borrowed time. Gwenzuzi put in possibly the best performance I've seen from him. Torreira has to be a starter for me. Ceballos is looking good. Emery will have to look at the pros and cons and decide whether it's even worth persisting with Xhaka.
1: But he's been persisting with Xhaka for so long. It doesn't make sense why he'd suddenly change... Now, after one ludicrous tackle again uh, on, on on Son, well, when so there's, there's been be a, so many, but there's got
2: to be a breaking point, hasn't there? I think like that I feel breaking, like, that breaking pers-
1: point should have been so long ago. Oh, who? I know.
2: But he persevered with Mustafi, for example. Yeah, true. And now, and now he's completely persona on grata. And I do feel, I, I mean, I just hope and pray he's not. I just think he's looking at the situation now. M- maybe he's been waiting for Guedouzi and Torreira because I think last season often they played, he played one or the other, and there was a bit of. Kind of, you know, mixing and matching, wasn't there? Now it feels so clear to me that that Torreira and Guedes can do a job in midfield, and you just don't need Xhaka. I mean, Xhaka didn't play in Al, in Al, in the game a few weeks ago, did he? No one cared, no one missed him. He was in that,
1: injured, wasn't it? Burnley. He was injured, yeah. yeah.
2: So, is like surely even he can see that if you're going to give away if you're going to give away a penalty like that, that is an, that is that's potentially ruining the whole. Game in a crucial in a crucial situation where every point every moment counts.
1: I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Ujaka. yeah, I, th- I don't think
2: he listens to anyone. Do I don't think he gives a shit. That's why your hatred of him. I mean, people, people hate. Generally, people hating footballers is, is is ridiculous. Obviously, but in this case, I feel like we are justified because <laughs> he he has such a kind of cocky um, manner on on the pitch. You know, like. I don't feel like so after that. I can see that penalty. I didn't see any great. Oh no, no, you know, apologies to anyone. He couldn't you
1: know? believe it. He was like, "No, I haven't done anything wrong." It wasn't even, oh. I, mean,
2: I think you're, I, I, looking at his face in in, in the in the re- replay after. It was like I sense that he had done that so, because he didn't really complain that much. But he, neither did he apologise. It was like, and then he just goes around being a cock, you know, generally for the rest of the game as well. But and you're
1: right. Those moments the, when you go two 0 down against Tottenham, you know, most nine times eight, nine times out of ten. Tottenham will, will go on and win the game, and credit to well, got- to the squad and, and and the performance that we put in that, that we came back. Yeah, but it's such a a simple, you know, you know, such a simple thing. Don't lunge in when there's players in the box. It's re- you know, it's a ridiculous thing to have done. And he got you know got absolutely done. And credit to Son, and and the penalty was dispatched. And you know, we're two 0 down, and we got an absolute mountain to climb and you know, thank God we, we
0: managed to get I the d- goal just. I the whole actually whole didn't time. feel it was such a mountain to climb. I felt we were gonna get opportunities and talking yeah, about this agree, record yeah. of getting goals yeah. at the Emirates yeah, and, and blowing be. leads. I mean. and too nearly it was like obviously like, you know, there's no way we want to be in the game, but I did feel like and look, obviously the timing of the goal couldn't have been better and it lifted the stadium yeah. hugely. The atmosphere yeah. was terrific once we got that goal back in the second half and you know, ultimately for all the attacking intent we had in the second half, Tottenham came closest to getting a third than we did when Harry Kane hit the post. So, honours even we fell, had loads of chances, right. I
2: mean, the, the, the stats are great. We had 26
0: shots, right? But I, I just like, in terms of actually getting oh, yeah, the ball, no, 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 I know that, we got the chance, ball in the net, and right, you know yeah. it was offside. That
1: final third, we just we just Harry that Kane scores pass.
0: to make it three-one, and obviously that would have been that yeah. would have been that. Yeah, but, I, so there's I mean, enough positives to take. I, oh, but oh, you, you can look at it both ways. You got a point dropped. But if you take the way that, you know, United had a disappointing result at the weekend, Chelsea had a disappointing result at the weekend, yeah. you know, and what's happened over the last couple of weeks, I think it's okay. Ultimately. I think if you would have said, so, we've got four games at the beginning of the season, seven points, I think, is par. 100%, yeah. And we've on par. That's okay. But,
1: but sorry, also, what I think is great, as it, from an Arsenal point of view, is we were 2-0 down against Tottenham,
0: yeah. and
1: we would, I think, most of the stadium came out disappointed that we yeah. didn't get the third.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And also I thought like watching it watching it live at the stadium. I was watching, I just thought there was what what we did get a lot in previous years you know, was the team collapsing mentally in these situations when we go down to big teams. And not, you know, and not necessarily against Spurs. I mean, our record against Spurs certainly at, at the Emirates is, is pretty, is, is good. But I felt like at no point, that why I agree with you about, you know, I didn't feel like down, I didn't feel like it was the end of the world no. when we went to a down. It's because I thought like they, they were all really up for it, even when going to a down. It was almost like it didn't affect them at all. They carried on playing. In fact, they, in the second half, they added, they, they were much better and they added the inten- to the intensity completely. Um, but I just, yeah, there was, a, there was a confidence about the way we were playing and the way we were attacking. Can I just read out, so after the team news was announced, I said it was really exciting because I was just pleased we were playing that front three, that formation. Alan Auger yeah. of this g- legend, of this so parish, here we go. said, dangerous more like about the formation. Who will feed them? I.e. the front three. We're completely inviting Tottenham to dominate just inside their own half and dictate the game. What do you think about that? We well, about I don't that?
0: think that happened. I think um, having to play Sanchez as a right back, which I understand and read that it was the first time in his entire career I had to be right back. I think there was almost a. Arsenal are probably going to make some errors during this game, yeah. so if, if we can pursue fairly deep and break, and you know they had the right players to do that, then they're going to get opportunities and score. So I didn't think it was about sort of bringing Spurs onto us too much, but Oli mentioned it before about many people being at fault for that first goal, and and that was a sign of how much work Emery has still got to do with this lot and. Yeah. people getting very critical. I think there was even, maybe it was a caller into five live or something going, is David Luiz the worst <laughs> Arsenal signing ever? Which two oh, games in or I three games into the Arsenal career is, is ludicrous. I thought David Luiz had a pretty good game. I think he did have a good game. But it's a I, I also read a really interesting thing about David Luiz, who I think it was Mark Schwarzer said this a couple of weeks ago, that he preferred, you know, to look at David Luiz in a three at centre-back because he's got such a tendency yeah, a to push on. That, yeah. To push on. And he did it for... You know, and, he, and he, you know, uh, at part of the reason we considered that first goal. Whereas when you are just playing two centre backs, you know, it, you you make a mistake and it really opens you up behind. And it was left to Maitland Niles, who I think was caught in between two minds, whether to try and play the offside yeah. or go with the run of of Harry Kane that led to the yeah. shot that got pulled up if, for Eriksson. Uh, but just uh, uh, there's so ahead. so many problems still to fix. But I didn't feel. I don't agree with Alan's point. I, I no. wonder if. if Emery's thinking that
1: he will play three in the back when Tierney and Bellerin come I back. I wonder, though. I yeah. wonder.
2: But I wonder whether. I don't, I don't think. He, I think, he, I think when, they come, when they get back, I think then you, you're even looking even more at the Liverpool model of those attacking fullbacks backs being a massive, massive oh, bonus and having three firm, solid people in midfield, hopefully not including Xhaka.
0: I think and you're your right. three of you Zaka's career way too early here. I'm convinced he'll play more football than. Oh
2: no, I mean, I'm talking in, in my in my in my ideal. Like, I'm not idea. saying this but but right. Right, right now, now
0: I... I know what you want, but do you think Xhaka will play more football? Like out of the three of Gueduzzi, Torreira, Xhaka? Ooh. I feel like Xhaka will get the nod the most. Still, I still think for the thirty-four remaining Premier League games,
2: that will be the three. I think that's probably his default three. Still, unless somehow, but then where's Ozil either Ozil play? someone? Put something in his tea, which I'm not advocating, yeah. in, in Xhaka's tea, Or, you know, gets injured and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm not advocating that either. I don't wish injury on any player. But I wonder... Or he so, continues to be so terrible that he just has to get rid of him from that middle three and bring in Ceballos. And I also wonder whether... So we should talk about this formation. Thing. It's really fascinating. Because the, yeah. the other point is... so Issues to discuss. People slagging off Pepe. I have issue with that because I thought he was great, and I know he's findable. So again, back to Algar. Alga is going is a burning because you know he he said that he's got an issue with his finishing. Now, obviously, he is slightly snatching at things, finishing these. He had one great chance though, didn't he? That was a good save, a really good save in the first half. In the first half, one of our better chances. And B, his his skill and his his pace and what he's giving to us is already. You know, a massive bonus, and you know it's going to take him time to get used to so, score. It took famously Thierry Henry eight games, you know. And Dennis, so
0: Dennis Burkham took a, a the, whole you
1: game. know, it's it's scoring. Isn't Do we it? have Southampton 100%. coming up, then we need Southampton. I hope so. You're right. That's that's yeah. That, that that's the game. Need. Yeah, the game where legends are made. Yeah, but people are judging unbelievably critical. Yeah, like Alan Lovitz, for other sort of fans. Echo are chamber slightly, of isn't Twitter, isn't it? No, but you know what? I um, I actually thought Pepe had a very poor game. And I
2: very poor.
1: Really? I, I, I thought he lost the ball um, so at critical points, and Tottenham just they they got us on the counter attack. He was at fault for the just before the penalty. He I don't know he got didn't get a call from a defender or just didn't outmuscle the defender and the um or whoever it was got in front of him. I think it was Winks who maybe just stole the ball just in front of him and passed it into Son. I, I actually thought, I didn't think he, w- he was at all um, good, sort of in that sort of defensive role that he can start playing when he starts trying to weave in and out of defenders and he just loses the ball and, you know, they break away. I thought he was poor, but I, what I saw from him was that intent going forwards and defenders are going to be scared of him. And I just think he just needs to get that, that, that final ball right and he will be absolutely a phenomenal player for us. But it, it does worry me because, you know, if he's not doing it thir- after sort of two or three games, that final pass, you know, is that part of his game that that he's lacking?
0: There were so, some moments where he definitely, and I think even in the last couple of minutes, there was an opportunity where it looked like we had a, a break that was on and there yeah, was a through terrible. ball that looked really achievable to Oh, Aubameyang. yeah, right, right at the end. Yeah. Uh, and that was frustrating. And I think there yeah. were a couple. Of, I think he did have a fairly disappointing game, but not to the point where I think we should be... Usually concerned. It's early in his Arsenal career.
1: I would, I would go with, say for me, poor game, but he, he looks he looks, the makings of a terrific player.
2: Uh, yeah, fine. Okay, um, I'll admit. You know, it wasn't his, It wasn't a perfect game, but I think he still contributed a huge amount. I mean, I still think, and I think the other thing is, he's one of those players who is going to have the ball nicked from him. He is going to lose the ball. We have to get used to because he's one of you know he's, he's all about dribbling and attacking and I think you know we just have to accept that fact that sometimes he's going to lose the ball in Kios and hopefully you know the rest of the team can deal with it and not concede goals. He just is that kind of player and I'd rather have you know that, I've said this before about this goes back to the Sanchez days. You know people used to constantly bang on about him losing the ball all the time, but equally he was he was scoring thirty goals. People were still contri- slagging him off. You need that player can provide a spark and something some incredible creativity. I think Pepe is that player. Anyway, let, before we continue to discuss everything else about the North London Derby, let's have a quick break. Um, and we should remind you that our sponsor at the moment is MatchPint,
0: the app. Josh? I used, used Matchpoint when I was up in Edinburgh at the Fringe. Oh. Festival last week to find the nearest available pub showing the Arsenal-Liverpool game. And who should walk in during the first half, a few minutes into the game? None other than Tom Rosenthal, occasionally of this... uh, Top-level comedian. ...podcast who was there. And he was very frustrated because the game was at 5.30. His show was at 6.30, which meant, you know, bang on half-time, he had to rush off. And then as the second half started... Joe Ball walked in occasionally of this podcast, and, uh, and he watched much By of the second half with me. Although I have to admit, I didn't watch the last 50 minutes of the Liverpool-Arsenal game because we had a show booked, and I promised Rosie, if we're 2-0 down, I will come to the show with you. And as it was, we were 3-0 down. And did at you that get point, your
1: prediction right? And did you get I three predicted pipes?
0: 3-1, if you, uh, if you remember. Did you? Yeah, I, predicted, I had two predictions correct in a row on this podcast. Oh my Not God. that we keep any records, so... Um, well, you, no. you should be. but anyway, the point of this was I use Matchfy; it was very useful for yeah. finding out the nearest place to watch. You games. should
2: be entering the the predictions game. That's the whole point. The whole, bu- that's the, that, then you would be there. <laughs> there is that record of it. But if you if you do enter that game on the, I
0: know you've been doing it on our behalf, yes. uh, But I will take control for the next weekend.
2: We'll do it. Yeah, we can all, can all, You join out. We've got a little mini league. Which is, yeah. if, if the code is FBAR, and then you can enter your predictions. every We can all do it. You don't have to do it. We, we can all do it together. It's a joy.
0: Okay. Fantastic.
2: Oli, um, what are the other issues we want to discuss about the well, game? Well, I think I mean Guendouzi.
0: Who we should congratulate on his international call-up to the France. squad oh, yeah. today, Replacing yeah. the injured Paul Pogba.
2: Yeah. Um, which, is, which is quite right for him. Yeah, I think he had, he had one of his best games, didn't he? He was, he was definitely man of the He match, was so positive. Yeah. He
0: was taking strides forward, and that's what I enjoyed. He was taking us at 10, 15 yards up the pitch. Um, really impressive. I hope that. it's
1: not just that one game i i know he's been seems to have improved a lot this season but I still think he's got that sort of little terrier about him where he kind of runs around you know nipping at people's heels and sometimes i feel like he, he does just run around a little too much and doesn't get into that positions that he should do doesn't make that pass that he should do but i think that's just youth and hopefully that will um you know, seep out of his game. He made
2: that incredible pass for the for, for the goal, for Bamian's goal. Oh, it's Spectac- beautiful. It, beautiful! That's
1: his first assist though for Arsenal.
2: Yeah, true. But I think like he, I think in this season he's already showing his passing has improved for me. Like he's he he's much more um, forward thrusting. You know, there'll be a bit of sideways going on. I think last season a lot. He was mu- he, and his defending sometimes is sometimes incredible. Like he he can he nicks the ball. He was nicking the ball a lot. In the game yesterday, from those from Spurs players, I think you know it felt you like just, more I just hope
1: of... it's not a purple patch for. Oh no, I think he's... and and that we do get the, we do see the most of, the, most of him. But um, you know, there are sometimes we see players that they come in and, and they have that sort of run of form, and then suddenly it goes and and that's it. You, you're never seen again. But he he does. <laughs> Sorry, I'm,
2: pessimistic no, I'm
1: just you know I just you know last season for me, Gwen was that player. He played way too many minutes for Arsenal, and I think people were just like they weren't quite sure. And I don't think Emery was quite sure about his best position in the midfield. Does he go forwards? Does he defend? Does he sit? <laughs> I don't think he knew, and I still think he's trying to work that, that out. Um, so I, I just hope
0: that, that we are going to see the best of him. Uh, was that his first ever assist for Arsenal? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I just Someone else said that. that. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. checked that stuff. Well, though. I said it immediately to Sam Samuel in the game because I was so sure that he hadn't done an assist all last season. You're going to prove me wrong? Uh, no, I think it was his first assist. Last year, of his Arsenal career, which is really exciting. Well, I mean, just you know, that's what you, yeah. you're going to play in the yeah. midfield for Arsenal. Ener- yeah. Even Allen's, you know, who's going to create chances. Well, it came from an unexpected yeah. source, but
2: and I think he'd come close in the last, all, all the way through the season so far to 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 making assists and just nearly just scored, scored. We should right, point needs, out nearly scored, scored on he Saturday scored as well. yeah. Sunday. As is Sabaya. Sabaya's had a really good, chance. wonderful shot. A wonderful shot came on. I thought it made a difference when he came on. I mean, why nice wouldn't he? For me, it's like. I said th- I said this last week. For me, the best team is quite clear in my mind, and people. Are, so people are nitpicking now about people are saying and they had this discussion on Sky. This big discussion about the front three, where they were saying Jamie Redknapp was saying that the problem, brilliant, all brilliant players, but that clearly Aubameyang isn't so good out wide. Uh, yeah, and he and wants was to was playing the centre. Playing wants to play in the centre. Fine. It also saying that Lacazette wants to play in the centre, and doesn't want to drop deep too much, unlike. You know, the kind of. I think um, uh, Marino said this, on, he had a long analysis of it, which was really interesting, I have to say. It was so interesting that some people now. There's a story on the Sun football thing saying that people want Marino to be our manager. Fuck off. Um, but he was very interesting analysing the front three and saying that he didn't think. If, again, he said they're brilliant players, but he didn't think that Lacazette could drop deep like Firmino does for Liverpool. Yeah. I think he can. I don't agree with that. I think, I think we've seen it in action, actually. We've often seen it. When when they were, do you remember when they were playing? He was playing the two of them up front towards the end of last season. There's that European game where they they literally created all their chances together, almost. And I remember... Yeah, right. And I remember, like like I dropping deep and, and getting the ball and being there available... Deeper than Aubameyang, for example. So I think, I think, I think that out, that front three can be as mobile and creative and as, and, and as brilliant as Liverpool's. I really do. And for me, you've got to play to that strength. You've got to keep them as the front three. You can't kind of go, oh, well, Aubameyang would rather be in the middle. Of course you would. But he's, it's mobile. Listen, they've got to be mobile. They've got to each swap those places like Liverpool do. And then you can keep all three of them happy. No?
0: I think that between the three of them, you know, we have got... And, and Jose Mourinho said this. He was so positive about what we've got yeah. going forward in the, in the midfield yeah. and, and up front. And he said the number of like, variations and options that we're going to have. And he, I think he actually spoke about the players even on the bench and, and ironically mentioned Mkhitaryan as an, an option that yeah. we'd have on the bench. I don't know. There's, there's got to be something where you, you're now looking at that front three and going, OK, it's not as good as, as Liverpool's. Potentially, matches. it can be as good as. I don't I think. think it's quite as good, but it's not far off. It's as not far what I was going right. to say, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, and, and that is not something we've had in terms of Lacazette. I don't think he's, he's sort of the same level of defending ability. That I mean, if, I, I agree to an extent. I think with Mourinho. What I think we're going to have to work out this year is you've got Aubameyang. I mean, much as he's the one who seems to be the one put onto the flank, he's clearly so much happier just being the one through the mill as is Lacazette and. That's why I wonder how many times we actually are going to see all three of them start, and, you know, we'll talk about Mkhitaryan's departure, but maybe Nelson... Ozil, I think there might have to be games where we don't see all three of them. No, I, I, I just don't see... No. I don't think, don't think, I don't like, think it's going to be like Liverpool where you don't even have to look at the be, team sheet it, and you just look be. at the three of them.
2: are on Liverpool living proof? If you stick to that, if you play to that strength and you stick with it, no matter, home away, no matter who you're playing, they stick with it and, it and it's
1: and it's born through, isn't it? Why wouldn't you do that? I, I, I think if you were to sit them down and say, right, there'll be a times potentially where one of you aren't going to play because the formation is what it is they'll all say no we'll play us and I think that's what he wants to do if Obama Yang is going to have to play out wide because actually for the team he's the better option so be it he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll do it and I actually so far this season you know when he has played out wide I've been, I've been really impressed with him I've always been a slight Slightly against Aubameyang, sometimes I think he misses a lot of chances and sometimes doesn't quite You're a hard run. Manager, please. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but I've been really impressed with him um, at the start of the season, and you know his his record has been fantastic as well, scoring three goals. Mm. I, he'll play on the left side for sure, and he might not be, you know, positively, you know, beaming, you know, ear to ear by it. But he'll play and he'll score goals, no doubt.
2: And his all-round play, I agree. His all-round play is, is getting better and better. He still caused a huge amount of trouble yeah. out wide. And then, you know, obviously when he goes to the middle and he gets more chances to score, of course. That's true. But I'll keep banging on about Liverpool. Liverpool have shown when they have two, two golden boot winners in their front three, I think you, have, you, you know it can be done. It can be, I think all of our players are, are good enough to, to, deal with the, to deal with the challenges of being a mobile front we We'll
1: team. score more goals yeah. with, with Aubameyang... Lacazette and yeah. Pepe then we will yeah. with Nelson Lacazette or Aubameyang and Pepe of course for
2: sure it was interesting wasn't it that considering today Mkhitaryan has gone to um, Roma right that Mkhitaryan came on as sub instead of Ozil for example
0: right yeah. i mean people are saying this is like you know how how could it possibly be it doesn't make any sense it makes sense but the sense is not what we want to hear You have to say, yesterday, 70 minutes gone, Emery has looked around at his seven options on the bench and decided the best person to help Arsenal go on and win this game is Mkhitaryan. So if that is the case, I can't fathom why he's letting him go. So the only reason why he's letting him go is because he is the one that they could go, that they could get rid of. Mm. And that's it. It is Mkhitaryan, they were able to get, supposedly it was reported today, 180 of his £200,000 a week wage covered. Whereas if there is an option or there has been some discussion about Ozil's departure, clearly the financial terms just aren't going aren't gonna to work. So Mkhitaryan's one that's gone. But it's worrying that he thought this is a player who's going to have a vital role in trying to win this game in a big game. It's not like we've got loads of people out injured at the moment.
1: You know, it was he's, weird, but he's got I got only sitting there. He's got N- Nelson sitting there, I know, and
0: he, and he also potentially surely you're putting a transfer at jeopardy for. That's what's weird. Surely,
1: before the game, he must have known. Of course,
0: he knows weeks ago. That. In the same way, Monreal started the season knowing he's leaving. It was in incredibly three weeks.
2: sudden, though, wasn't I haven't had any. I haven't heard any rumors
0: that Mkhitaryan was going to. No, to... I think there has been quite has a there? bit. Yeah, like I mean, not not uh, you know a, a huge level, but there has been rumblings that he's going to be the one they're going to try and put out on loan
1: yeah but i don't think there's been anything concrete no No. like he's been linked to it did come out of the blue it's very out of the blue i thought i was i I, I was kind of him him leaving doesn't surprise me yeah but the fact that it seemed to have just happened late last night yeah that we've agreed something with roma that to me that was that was surprising but yeah he could have it was a bit like nasri when he went to um Man City we played against Liverpool mm. could have easily picked up an injury we played Chamberlain
2: famously didn't we just before yeah. he, you know, it kind of does happen I mean I'm not saying it's not weird because it was weird but I wonder whether you know, it shows that the, the division of labour at the club is really really like clear that actually it's the other guys that deal with the transfers and fucking Emery barely <laughs> no, gets no, a look at but, him it's possible what are you
0: suggesting that he didn't know Emery
2: um,
0: no, I mean, no of course I mean. he knew I don't know oh, well, alright he it's has really, to know as has, manager of the team. Know, he has I to know. know. He has to know. Yeah, all right, He has to know.
2: But and then the, in that case, the other deduction that we can only we can only surmise is that he really. I mean, still, Özil is like lost. His option of last resort.
1: Özil sh- shouldn't have come on that pitch. But I thought Nelson was the more.
0: Yeah. Positive.
2: Yeah, you understood that. Yeah, yeah. So he can continue played early in the season. Yeah.
1: How, yeah. how
0: do you feel about Mkhitaryan leaving? I mean, here's I'm a player that I'm absolutely fine with it. <laughs> you're absolutely fine <laughs> absolutely. with it.
2: Absolutely. In fact, more than that, I'm delighted because I think he's been an absolute fucking. But I waste think of time. we've now got quite the depth. I mean,
0: they're,
2: they're we've got much better in... players, much more consistent, Hard working
0: players than fucking. Mkhitaryan. I'm not arguing that I want him in my I'm starting eleven. You look at what's left the club. You Know we talked about okay. Wobi will go okay. Yeah. It means that you know there's now options in Nelson, Mikatarian, you know, Ozel. there's a little not not, not bare, Martin, but I we remember we've
2: well, got we've got we've got an, an abundance ah, don't of attacking talent. We've done Mkhitaryan was like a turn it on. Remember, I remember when he came, I remember being told.
0: I don't love the player, I'm just, he's someone who played a part in 25 Premier League games last year for us. That's not, not insignificant, ba- barely played as a contribution. Apart. Oli,
1: what's your feeling about Mkhitaryan? I'd much rather see Nelson
0: than Mkhitaryan. Yeah,
1: absolutely. The I future. think that excites me much more. How old is Nelson? 19?
0: Well, we're going you know. for youth. That's a, that's yeah. a, and a I think that is the absolute... The, 100%. Mkhitaryan is
1: 30. He's been average at best since he moved to us in 2018. To me, Nelson is... He's exciting. He's come from the academy. I think the fans will get behind him. If he makes a mistake, you're not going to... See the grumblings in the crowd. If Mikatari makes a mistake, you know you'll hear the, you know misplaced passes, can't control. He, it. Made, he did there, one
2: yesterday. There was yeah, an attack yesterday yeah. when he came on. That was a really promising attack that he fucked up in the middle. I was thinking, that's, that's and he, I feel he also slows stuff down. He's not very fast. I'm anymore. happy to see
1: hundred eighty thousand yeah. pound, you know, out out, if, out the wages, yeah, and hopefully only, that will go into January's pot. I
0: think well, I can only think this is all still part of having to balance the books in some way, and therefore there was always going to have to be someone. And maybe, you know, I know it's a different part of the pitch, but maybe there was a hope to save some money on Mustafi and they simply could not find a buyer. Because it makes more sense to me that they've been trying to get rid of Mustafi than Mkhitaryan. yeah, yeah. And but no one's been f- left out of the 18s. I mean, there couldn't be more clear there. No, no interest in gonna... keeping him. And obviously, the wages they hoped maybe to get rid of from Massavian, someone else had to had to go, and, and it's Mkhitaryan. But I think it's brilliant. I,
2: I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think the, the efficiency, this new efficiency of getting rid of the dead wood, and I'm sorry, but Mkhitaryan was absolutely definitive dead wood to me, is great. And I think, you know, all of the, you know, in some, like it won't be, I'd say, touch and go, you know, but. I feel we've got better players now than Iwobi, you know, more, you know, I know scored scored at the weekend and stuff. But all of the, this whole process, I think, has been amazing. I think it's been a hugely long time coming. Yeah, the turnover,
0: you've got the... Well, uh, this was a tweet, I think, uh, that I saw put out, just highlighting that, obviously, Arsenal won the FA Cup, finally against Chelsea in 2017. So, we're talking 27, 28 months ago. And all the players listen to all the players that have gone who played part of that day Ospina Mertesacker, Monreal <laughs> Ramsey Oxlade-Chamberlain Ozil Sanchez Welbeck, Lucas Perez Giroux, Walcott Iwobi Czech, Kockling El Neni and that's not to mention other people. Oh, We've got to though. go about El Neni. I mean, El Neni who will come on too. I mean, how
1: many of them would you actually yeah. want but, hang on, right other, now? Ramsey? players that have left no, the club
0: no, in that period. you yeah, Ramsey. There's all Suarez, Debussy, Gibbs, Lichtenstein, uh, Jason McIntyre, there's so many players that I mean, I'm just making the point point. the yeah. turnover is yeah. huge. We're talking 20-odd players that yeah, so have come on. 20-odd players who are pretty shit. Yeah. One well, uh, indictment it yeah, its two things. Hey, it's okay indictment it. of the
2: old period, of yeah. the
1: old... No, I'm not, you know, top to bottom. That Bob. old bloody talk period of
0: getting in the Champions League every year and winning uh, these FA Cups. Uh,
1: are we going to go back to that? I, I said this, um, and I, I've said this to you when we've been WhatsApping Josh, and all, all of that crap about I've Vengo. Got, I've got and... your number. I don't
0: get
1: them anymore. <laughs> um, is, it, it is... That Perez-Mustafi-Jacques transfer window was... All that was bad with Arsene Manga in his final few years at the club. And all those players that you've listed there, apart from Ramsey, maybe a few others. Mertesacker, I like Mertesacker, uh, but then he got too old and very slow. Um, uh, absolute shit. They that...
0: did quite well in that cup final, that shit team. You know what?
1: You know, Chelsea beat, Bayern, but Chelsea beat Bayern Munich, you yeah. know, and they were absolute dog yeah. in a cup final. And, you know, you know, you, one-off games, you can always get your luck, and we rode our luck that day. We were terrific. I remember holding Monreal and who else was in part of that back per And per Per-Mertesacker. M- yeah. And that was Mertesacker's second appearance of the season. He came on because the, pre, the last game of the season against Everton... Because got sent off. So actually, he was supposed to be nowhere near that team. So we got. At, we, it was an unbelievable day. <laughs> it was shit. That squad, all those players all right. that you mentioned are shit. It it I didn't mention mediocre, them to hardbacks. So I'm
0: just saying it, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. I think it's almost unprecedented yeah. to have that level of turnover. I think,
2: it's, turnover. Been, I think the, 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 it's everything I dreamed of because we, those days of mediocrity, a team that could pull one, you know, a, a good performance out of the hat when it really needs to in a yeah. cup final and they did it, and, I, I, you know, both managerial and everything. But I just think now this whole. I think I think there's an incredible positivity about the whole situation. I think we've got a really strong squad. The strong is almost like mind-blowingly strong, considering our financial supposed financial difficulties, etc. And I think you know, I think we can compete with all of these teams now. Obviously, and I think what has what's definitely been proved is that City and Liverpool are in a world of their own. But everyone else, absolutely much of a muchness. I think we can easily finish with our Spurs. Bless you, Ollie. Bless
0: I, I mean, of all things coming out of the stadium yesterday. It just renewed my belief we are coming in the top four again. Yeah, definitely. And Oli, you may not have to worry about these terrible Europa League away days oh, that you seem desperate dream, to avoid. Yeah. All I want is
1: for you and I to go back to Paris Saint-Germain away on wherever... Yeah, look, I, I
0: just, I just do feel a Relive little bit that differently. Trip. I, I, oh, I just think we sound so entitled to go. Oh, we must expect to be in the Champions League every year. Like you know, football does work in cycles, and Arsenal. We've still been in European football for now what, every year since what mid nineties. I mean, it's yeah. absolutely, yeah. you know, incredible run of European football every single year we've had. And you know what? Another year in the Europa League. You know, because we lost that final in Baku, which let's not talk about ever again then, you know, I'm not so against a nice European trip and being part of this journey that I hope does end in Gdansk and you'll be the one going, oh, I spent my £140 on flight. Aha, you, you spent, spent...
1: £600. Pounds.
0: I'm not going to... It can't cost £600 to get to Gdansk. You'll uh, see, you'll see. We'll, no, saying, we'll find saying... out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll be either right or wrong in May. Um, I want to talk about Monreal. Because we didn't really have a chance to say goodbye to him.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's been a brilliant servant. He's, well, well, he's been a very, very good... A long time. So, <laughs> so,
0: he came with the transfer window January 2013. Yeah. That's six and a half yeah. years. He's I mean, not.
2: he has been... I think the word is staunch, isn't it? He's been, he's been a pretty solid um, uh, yeah, week in, week out. never
1: puts a foot wrong. He's not the greatest left-back yeah. in the world... But he, you always get your 7, 8 out of 10 every yeah. week with
2: him. Yeah, I mean, in our defence as well, I mean, full, you know, full of the morons who have been in it through, of, of recent times, he's definitely been...
1: And he Wasn't, scored some important he goals scored some important
2: goals Didn't he Am I imagining it Didn't he win player For the Arsenal player Of the year one season when, we, when Everyone was terrible I think he Almost Two slightly years by ago. default Yeah he, I feel I, like
1: he He scored like Six goals in yeah. one season He went a bit free. And he had a
2: particularly good season Everyone else was shit all the, all the kind of You know All the attacking players Pretty much But yeah he, it's Sad to see him go That but,
1: came quite randomly as well I always thought there was Little murmurings That he, he may go yeah, But semi-random. obviously The Kolasinac situation With the, the mugging And whatnot Meant that He, he, he couldn't play but clearly Emery doesn't think there's a place in the squad for him.
0: Well, well I, th- I feel this one's a bit of a personal one. He's obviously come to a point where he wants to go back to to Spain and Arsenal have very clearly brought in his long-term replacement. I mean, there were rumours at, yeah. at, at maybe good, six, six weeks ago. Choice, there were rumours six weeks ago about Monreal being about yeah. to leave and, yeah, and, so. and then Monreal put out this you know cryptic Instagram post which was, you know, I'm training hard for for whatever happens in the future, or, or something along along those lines. But I mean, he, he made yeah, a, re- a he real contribution yeah. to Arsenal. One of my one of my favourites, I think, over Three F- recent years. But you know, I'm, I'm just looking here at the stats. You know, from that 2013-14, his first full season at the club. You know, he didn't play less than you know 22, 23 of the Premier League games, including in 2015-16. I think one of those seasons you mentioned are very strong. Played you know, all but one of the Premier League games in the following year, all but two. So And know, a very important and, and
1: equaliser and in the semi final versus Man City. A, oh, yeah. a huge
0: ago. game and a big goal at Old Trafford in an FA Cup game as well. Um, and look, part of a back three at points where you know, he definitely wasn't you know, in his natural habitat. But it was a shame not a to, great to servant. say
1: goodbye. Not for him to be at the stadium there on yeah, Sunday. Half time, just wheel him out. We can talk about the half time on Sunday. That was I say, wheel him out. He's not a s- strange one. Who well, was the half time on Sunday? I didn't even know. Um, you were having your dirty yeah. beat. Oh, uh, was that, was was it? That, who was it? I didn't see, but um, I did. Speak
2: I was having a free to, Camden, Camden lager.
0: I did speak to Nigel Mitchell today. He'll be joining us in two weeks' oh, time. Right. But who
1: was uh, the? What was the? What was? The was who was it, Josh? <laughs>
0: uh, I didn't see. I was also uh, in the concourse. I actually, I actually didn't pay I attention to it. I know it was, there, was
1: but he couldn't hear any of the questions, so
0: it. It just wasn't very no, good. It was just a technical. Uh, Mon- Monreal did a lovely post. We we're talking about the 31st January, Malaga. I wake up, check my phone, have two calls from Santi Gazzola. I call him and ask me if he and he asked me if I want to play for Arsenal. Ten hours later, I was an Arsenal player. Sometimes football is simple. Different country, city, language, football style, teammates. Where it's not the best conditions for a shy person as me. What is it about Arsenal that makes it not good for a shy person, boys? <laughs> that is weird. I don't know. Um, but I knew I have to be there. Almost seven years later, it's time to say goodbye. It hasn't been an easy decision. Thinking of my family and my future, it feels it's the right decision. I'd like to say thank you to my teammates, staff, all the people who work for Arsenal, and especially to the fans for all the respect and love they've always shown me. I'll always remember you. Now it's time to go win the North London Derby. Oh, very nice. Very nice.
2: Um, we're running out of time, Eddie, because I've got to go and see it Chapter 2. Um, of course you do. Yeah. Uh, do we need to... So We're off next week because of the, internet, the boring international break,
0: aren't we? So we, we will be predict... taking a, a week away, but of course we should predict the... Uh, yeah. Watford. Watford. We're going to that, aren't we, Ollie? Going to mm, that together. We are, nice. we are
2: indeed. Another 4.30... Oh, 430 Sunday kickoff. off <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Your favourite. Get some it. lunch in, Ollie.
1: What am I going to do? Watford Town Centre.
0: I think we'll pop out to Watford Town find something to the eat KFC around there. am um, Watford has... I mean, last year... That was the only bloody game we won towards the end of the season, and at, it, it was I remember our first walking out. Street. I remember walking out of Vicarage Road, being like, "We're right for this top four now." And then, of course, we were like, yeah. "Oh, we only need to win one of those games—collapse <laughs> Leicester or wherever else we were towards the end of the year." Um, but they have had a dreadful start. I mean, they only just about picked up their first point, haven't they? So yeah, bottom of the league. You know, I don't know. I, I think we can actually go there and win. I've, I've yeah. seen enough from the start of the season. I think, as I said before, seven points out of 12 exactly on par. I think we're going to get three points there. Win by a goal. 2-1 a for me.
1: Ollie, I, I'm positive, actually. I'm going to say we're going to win 3-0. like it. I think they'll
2: score. I think I'm going 3-1. I think I've predicted 3-1 for every single game we've played so far this season. Hopefully one one time, it might did come you predict 3
0: 1 at Anfield when it was 3 1? Um,
2: no, 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 I think I predicted a score draw. If some lying, um, you're looking
0: forward to the international break, boy.
2: No, and I should be boring. So, we didn't really talk about Harry, Harry, um, I was gonna say Harry Styles, Harry Kane's, um, ludicrous dive, did we? But let's just say, let's just agree right now, it was a ludicrous dive and that everyone should be slightly more yeah, ludicrous. I mean, he literally leapt. If, you know, he was showing it. was quite funny on Sky when they were showing it, and he was going, Oh, yeah, I felt something on me, and then I leapt into the air,
0: gazelle. He sort of conceded that he was uh, looking for the contact. I think that's what he said. He was, I'm waiting to feel the contact. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he wasn't, I don't think he came across that bad. I saw I, some I, of the Arsenal Twitter You know who the worst is? But... Deli Alley.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: he's terrible. Oh. Well, I, hang on. You... I, I spotted it live, actually. I mean, obviously, it was all going on in the area of the penalty area. The ball wasn't hitting, but I mean, Sabayos had his arms all, all, arms all uh, over yeah, there. Ali
1: had his hands and Sabayos. Well. But, but
0: it had been happening. Anyway. That had been brewing for about yeah. a minute.
2: Yeah. Oh. Anyway, we have run out of time because I've got to go and see chapter two. Oh,
0: yeah. Thank Enjoy you very that. much. Thank Enjoy you your
2: nightmares. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. So
0: we'll be back in we'll two weeks' time soon. where we're looking forward to being joined by yeah, the voice of Arsenal, Nigel Mitchell. Excellent.
2: Bye.